Hey, I'm Stevie. What's up? I'm Monty J. And you're listening to the Bookshelf Boyfriends Podcast. Where we take a deep dive with your favorite contemporary romance authors. Asking them questions about everything from their writing process to their reading habits, plus so much more. Join us as we help you find your next Bookshelf Boyfriend. What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's MJ. Hope everybody's having a lovely Wednesday. MJ was just letting me route, like, pour Whoa, out the words out of my mouth. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, a- shit, we got to record. You were on a roll. So I was like, fuck it, I'll let her go. I was telling a good story, too. You were telling a good story. Um, What's new in the book world? I took your line, but it's fine. Uh, don't I don't for me? I have absolutely no idea. Like, I am not the person to ask this question right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what is going on in the book world, Stevie? Well, I got book mail yesterday, so that was fun. That's actually what we were talking about before. Um, I told my know. good story, yeah, and that was what we we're talking about before we pressed report. Um, I'm being reading a new book. Okay, yeah, go pop off on that. Go ahead. I'm be- I can't. I don't know the title yet because she hasn't come out with the title. Is this Brianna? <laughs> no. Who is it? Alexis. Oh shit. Okay. I am beta reading her new book, which comes out her now her new one. Her new one comes out December thirteenth. If anybody's watching, go shout out to that because that's uh, Men of the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Um, but the next series releases in January. And that book is part of like a Alpha Special Forces series. Mm-hmm. It's supposed it's really good already. Like I'm I'm intrigued. I like army books, like ones with military. I'll tell you right now. I was looking at I so I so everybody knows about T Swizzle and her new album or whatever, right? And I was asking for recommendations of like songs that feel like all too, like of books that feel like all too well, right? Um, And my recommendation for that was this army book, Fighting for Absolution. And I fucking forgot who it's by, but it is the most phenomenal army. And I'm not even an army military person. And it- Okay, so if anybody, okay. So if you want one like that, that also is military because it, yeah. it, it doesn't it's not a large part of military but it has to do with a military widow yeah I, I don't want to call her a widow though because it was of her boyfriend it wasn't necessarily her husband and normally if you're a widow you're you're married yeah um but it is called the reality of everything and it's by Rebecca Yaros it's yeah, part of her faded so glory faded faded something something and glory flags and glory or something but it's a whole series. And when I tell you there's a particular scene yeah. in this book that gives me chills, I oh, literally God. fall apart every time I read this book into like massive sobs. The first time I read it, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I'm okay. sobbing with a box of Kleenexes and I'm eating a bowl of ice cream. And I had sure my Kindle out. And my eyes were all puffy. It was not a good look. Honestly, that's how I feel about Fighting for Absolution. It's literally one of the best army books ever. It's one. It's a really good angsty book. Like, if you're looking to cry, that's where to go, buddy. It fucked me up for days. Who also, 
Look Fuck every single one of you who recommended when life happened or some shit. Cat messaged me after I posted it because I was like, oh, I haven't read this one. I'll have to read it. And Kat was like, uh, you'll regret it. And I read that shit. And fuck all y- you guys for recommending me that shit. I cried like a baby. Is this it? Kate McCarthy? Oh, that's the fighting for absolution. You'll love that one. But yeah, that book fucked me up, dude. Fucked me up hard. Oh, it's on Candle Unlimited. Yeah. And free so for free. I I downloaded it. (laughs) It's really, it's totally worth it. You know me, I like books that make me cry. Don't, I'm too fucking prepare yourself. I'm a hardcore person that likes to cry. I get it. All right. Um, oh God, I'm yawning. It's late. (laughs) I think our guest is late, so. Um, hold up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up her. Uh, bio and read it and this is a pretty simple name that I, I literally cannot fuck it up so I'm kind of excited about it love the cover of the book we're going to be talking about by the way there's actually two of them that we're talking about I well one of the books we're talking about which one um paper hearts yeah super pretty book I love that I love the cover of paper hearts I like the one of um see-through too which is uh the rockstar romance book that she has yeah really pretty cover of that too all right so our guest is going to be Brittany taylor uh um she writes sexy heart-clenching romance and currently lives in connecticut with her husband two adorable sons she's addicted to starbucks ice coffee diet coke and outlander Sounds so, like you. <laughs> I know, right? So let's go check out and talk to uh, Brittany about all things books. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast. Brittany Taylor, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. We I'm are, excited. Oh my God, I'm so glad that you're excited. We're excited. Um, there's something sticky on my beer and I just like wiped it on myself and just ignore me. I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Um, all over the place today. I know it's just been a day it's only Wednesday people it's only Wednesday um <laughs> super excited to chat um we're gonna kick things off CB are you doing highlighted questions or am I doing highlighted questions you're doing highlighted questions okay cool well Stevie's gonna kick us off with some questions about your books in particular um and we're gonna go from there sounds good all right we're gonna talk about paper hearts first because that released this year at least I, think I love that cover. Love that cover. Cover stunning. We were literally just talking about this cover. Yeah, oh, so pretty. And Thank we love you. enemies to lovers. Oh, that's like all I write now. That's my crack. <laughs> that's my crack cocaine right there, baby. I love a good and en- like I love angsty enemies to lovers. If they hate each other for a good portion of the book, then sign me up. Same. Because Same. normally the sex is really good afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> So what was your inspiration for this story? So for Paper Hearts, it is the only book that I had a dream about. Um, It was like clear as day to me. Yeah. I woke up and I had this dream um, of the title Paper Hearts. And um, I knew that I wanted to write one. And I was trying to think of like, okay, how, how do I involve Paper Hearts? Like, I just feel it. 
So I yeah. went to Starbucks because I will choose Starbucks over Dunkin' Donuts any day. Okay. Um, I live in New England and that's probably <laughs> not right to say. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I mean, listen, I'll be honest with you. I don't like either of them, but if I had to choose, it's probably going to be Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> so I was in the Starbucks drive through lane and my sister-in-law was visiting from Texas. So I got us a couple of coffees and I get home and I walk through the door and I said, I have their story. This is exactly it. And I got right to it. So All it was right. from a dream in the Starbucks drive through lane. <laughs> I honest to God want to know what the people are like, what are you doing before you go to bed that are giving you these dreams? Because I'm not having these type of dreams <laughs> and I would appreciate it if I could get a little help. I, my, my dad told me that. So listen, this is like TMI, but I don't even care. My dreams are fucking off the wall. And my dad told me it was because I, so I took acid back in the day and my dad was like, it's because the acid has, is like, is still like in your brain. That's why you have fucking weird dreams. And I was like, I don't want to know how you know that, but like, that's not it. And he was like, trust me, trust me. I know. Like I'm, he's like, I'm, I'm like older. I'm like way old in age and you fucking, I still have weird dreams because of the acid. And I'm like, <laughs> All right, Dad. Good talk. Good talk, you buddy. Didn't know, you didn't know about your father. Oh God, yeah, but good talk, buddy. That's glad we had that conversation. Uh, but yeah, well, unfortunately, know. that's the only book I've had a dream about. So it doesn't happen all the time. I'm not well, what sure. What did you do before you went to bed that night? I don't remember. <laughs> well, if you remember, message it to me, and I'll try it. Okay. Um, all right. So, what made you want to turn Charlie and Asher into an enemies to lovers who eventually? eventually get their second chance at forever um so I had never written a true enemies to lovers um there are a couple books where I kind of like dance around that trope but I never really dove into it and as far as like second chance mm -hmm. um that I never really written that either until um my debut novel is kind of a second chance in that because when I think of second chance, a lot of readers take it differently. But when I think of second chance, I think like you have a second chance at love, not yeah. giving your first love a second chance. I get <laughs> so, you. Yeah. yeah, if that makes sense. <laughs> so both um, of them being that way, though. Yeah. Like I like if I hear second chance, it's either one or the other. I don't care. Yeah. I don't. I just like second chance as long as they like were where in some type of as long as they knew each other at some point and then left each other at some point and then came back to each other second chance second chance <laughs> I don't I'm not really picky about it <laughs> yeah so I wanted to really take the chance and the opportunity to to actually take on that trope mm -hmm. of both and kind of meld them together did you like it I did paper hearts was truly one of the easiest books for me to write so I wrote it in the fastest time. <laughs> I want an easy book to write. I want to do that. She doesn't know what e writing easy books is like. <laughs> I think I do. Like when I started, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a breeze. And then I'm like, fuck my life. <laughs> yeah. And then it's a bummer when her. you get to other ones. What'd it's a say? bummer when, oh, sorry. No, go, go, go. What, I was actually on your road. What did you say? Oh, I was saying it's a bummer when you get to other books, because then you think that they're all going to be like that. And then oh, they're yeah. not. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. I see all these authors post, right? I'm waiting for that day when I have that story where they're like, oh my God, it flew off my fingers. I wrote it in two weeks. I'm like, when is this going to happen for ne me? For you? Like, Never. I, it's like, do I need a subscription to get that? Did y'all get that on Amazon? Like, how the fuck is this happening? Is it because I have mental illness? 
Is that why it's not happening to me? Like genuinely, that's how I feel. It will never happen for you. Probably not. You know, you are way too indecisive. You're right. You're right. I've accepted it. It's fine. look. I get phone calls at four o'clock in the morning from her with story ideas. Please don't expose me like that. But it's fine. Anyways, look, I'm your PA. I'm allowed to expose you. <laughs> if anybody's allowed to do it, it's me. You would be correct. So was there anything that was that was challenging while writing Charlie's character? Um, surprisingly, not that I can really think of. Charlie is the strongest female character I've ever written. And I loved her. I felt yeah. like she knew exactly what she wanted to say and do. And she did not fight me at all. So there really wasn't anything challenging about her. We love so, the character. We love, yeah. We love queen energy. I love that. Yeah, she truly is my strongest. <laughs> um, so what would you say was your favorite part of writing their story? Ugh, I loved writing their, because I, I wrote it in like the now and thens. I think I sprinkled about six then chapters in there. Yeah. And it was fun exploring their relationship before and getting like the dynamic it was when they were teenagers versus as adults. Um, and that's what I enjoyed the most. Um, I had never really written characters that young before. Yeah. Um, so it was nice to get that, like he, sneaking through the window and not wanting to wake the parents and leaving the, you know, I don't want to go too far into this story. I'm not going to ruin it. <laughs> no, but I, that's like one of my favorite, that's my favorite thing, right? Like I, I, I'm a sucker. I don't even give a shit. I'm a sucker for like a like high school, like the senior year, like grad just graduated vibe. I fuck, I'm a sucker. I'll read them all the fucking time. I love them so much because of that exact reason. Like yeah, it was fun writing that for <sighs> once. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. All right, CV takeaway, pal. I just read so, the, I did four, you do five. What are you talking about, Willis? Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> Listen, now, now I'm not doing the highlighted ones. I know, anymore. we done we, we messed it all up, it's fine. No, anyways, sorry, she fucked me up. Okay, so we are huge Rockstar Romance fans, and we want to chat a bit about the Rockstar Romance called See-Through, okay? Yes. So for listeners who maybe haven't read this book, can you give us like a brief synopsis? So See-Through is about a journalist named Lane, and the book starts off with her bombing this interview and she's going back to her hotel room because she traveled from Maine. Yeah. Her interview was in Boston. Her friend told her about it last minute. Um, and she didn't do very well because she doesn't know the person that she was interviewing the job for. Yeah. <laughs> and the job was for her to write a story about him. And when she gets back to her hotel room, she finds a guy outside of his room across from hers banging on the door and the door opens, another piece of clothing flies at him. And then he confronts her, finds her staring at him as he's shirtless, having all these pieces of clothing thrown at him. And he tells her, how much do I have to pay you to not take a picture of me? And she's like, why would I do that? Yeah. And they kind of get in this conversation and he offers to, cause she drops her bottle of wine and, and food that she has, and he yeah. offers to buy it for her and they strike up this conversation, have a one night stand. And then the next day she finds out that she did get the job because the person that they wanted was somebody who did not know him. Yeah. There's a big up and coming rock star 
um, that's about to go on his cross-country tour. Listen, I feel like I've lived this fantasy in my head 18,000 million times. Every single time. Listen, this is the fanfic of my dreams, okay? I have read so many Harry Styles fanfictions where it's like you have like I am prepared like if I ever meet Harry Styles I don't know how I'm gonna pull it off but <laughs> I I am going to pretend like I don't know him because obviously those are the women that get their attention however I gotta wear long sleeves because I have a tattoo that he, that's on his body that I got because it's on his body so uh we're gonna have to just mark that up as a coincidence but I love I love books like that they help me relive like it's a dream. It's a dream to run into a rock star and him be like, yeah, you're the one. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't think I'm what you're looking for, buddy, but I appreciate it in this book. <laughs> so what was your favorite part of, about writing their story? Oh, I would say it was just the back and forth between them. Yeah. I mean, and, and also Spencer, I love his, his fierce, um, and his conviction and standing and I'm going to protect everything about my life. And I don't care who gets in my way. Like he has this wall and he just kind of keeps it from everybody. And Lane's trying to figure out what it is. And yeah. (laughs) Rock stars are our favorites, man. We we love us. Yeah. And I noticed, um, music plays, I know this isn't a writing question, but music plays a lot of part in my writing. Yeah. And even so much that um, even with my newest book, I kind of like use music in it. And it was a lot of fun to write see through. And that's the only rock star romance I have, but there's other books that have notes of music in it I'm woven so, into it. I love that. Okay. First of all, listen, you just yeah, sorry. I kind of went off topic. No, there. you're totally fine. You should see how detailed my Spotify playlists are. <laughs> and I, I'm genuinely so OCD about it that like, okay, I make a playlist for like one book. Right. Yep. I even tried to listen to that playlist for a current book I was writing. Oh shit. Right. <laughs> you, you make my, a whole different one and you oh, change up the music. <laughs> my brain will short circuit. Okay. And I have been trying, right? Well, I mean, it was easy. I really feel like my characters are like living human beings inside my head. Like they're very real to me. Um, And I had been realizing that most of my male characters are very into like rock music. Okay. Just like, you know, just very, and like some of them vary, like some are like really into like punk rock, some are into like eighties rock, like they're all very, just like some's into death metal, like some, they're very rockish. Right. And this character I'm currently writing, he's like straight gangster. He's a straight gangster. <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, Oh my God, I love people, it. people on the, they're going to listen to this Spotify playlist and be like, what in the fuck is she listening to? I'm like, I'm not listening to it. That's what Rook listens to. Rook is gangster in these streets um so like it's like a bunch of like rap music some of it I I literally googled underground rap music on Spotify and like the amount of playlists that pop up for that it's amazing you 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 cannot even believe the amount of music I have found from doing that Um, have you ever read a dark romance with rock music just come to her and ask oh yeah I have so many I have so many um so if you could pick one of your books to, be- oh my God, you gave me this fucking question. If you could pick one of your books to become a TV slash movie, like TV series slash movie, which would you choose and who would you cast for lead roles? This is such a tough question. Mostly for the it part always of the is. Authors <laughs> hate answering this question, but we do it anyway. Me included. 
So can I do like movie separate from TV series? Yeah, yes. sure. Pop okay. off. Um, <clears throat> so I think Paper Hearts would make a great movie. Mm-hmm. I think mostly just because of the then and now chapters and just their story in general. I just think it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, and the conflict between them. Um, as far as a series, I think my Back to Me series, my romantic suspense would be a great series because I just love the darkness to it. I and love dark. I love yeah. that. That's my, that's my shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think just that would be so much fun. As far as like ca- cast, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> Story of my life. It's because I, I, like- I don't picture them as with- people. Yeah. No, I definitely picture them as people, but they're real. Like, it's like, okay, it's like saying, for example, it's like when people make movies based off of real life individuals, right? Like, um, fucking Kristen Stewart is is Princess Diane, right? Yeah. So, like, even though Kristen Stewart is similarly looking to Princess Diane in this movie, she's still not fucking Princess Diane, right? That is how I feel in my head with my characters. So, it's like, no matter who I cast these people, they're not going to look like who I see in my head because these are real fucking people up here that's true (laughs) in my my schizophrenic state for christ's sake if anybody ever listened to conversations that i have like on my own i would be committed immediately (laughs) immediately so if i ever go on a mental breakdown i need everybody to like tell them that hey like she's not schizophrenic she just writes fictional characters that's it (laughs) (laughs) so what is next for you as we round out 2021 and go into 2022 i totally butchered that but 2021 and 2021 <laughs> i knew what you meant <laughs> going into the from here on out till i was like December. we are not repeating this fucking year again well, no you read the question i'm aware <laughs> we're not repeating it again no <laughs> um so i finally oh, i finally just i would say probably two weeks ago figured this out so <laughs> Um, I turned my next release, the rules of heartbreak releases on December 2nd. I just had my cover reveal the other day. Love that cover. Oh, thank that you. Man. <laughs> I am in love with that cover. Um, I turned it into a series. So I actually have, um, those two are planned for next year. And then, um, I do have a couple anthology pieces that I'm a part of. So I have to start working on those. So it's a battle for who wants to come first. <laughs> My life, literally. The second book has already started, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love, who did you, did you find that cover model or like, did somebody find it? It's a, it's one of the, the stock photos, but he was buried. I had to search. <laughs> that is a stock photo. You're lying. <laughs> what stocks? I wish you? it was custom, but no, it's, it was stock. Um, I well, had to off, search. Obviously I would never, t- I would never take it. Obviously. I mean, cause what, but- after the first five pages, you're like, oh, I give up. I can't look anymore, but no, this guy had to go like, you know, deep, deep, deep. <laughs> Where, what stock site did you find him on? Uh, Shutterstock. There's no fucking way. I have literally been through Shutterstock 90 billion times for cover. I, my, Listen, I, pop out of my head. <laughs> I'm looking for the next one because I'm using the same designer, Amanda. She's amazing. Amanda Shepard. And, um, I was looking for a guy with glasses, a shirtless, yeah. I mean, the guy that fits, you know, the series mm-hmm. and a hot guy 
with glasses impossible to find so i'm gonna have to dig for this one Honestly, <laughs> ask her if she can like photoshop glasses on. onto somebody or yeah. i'll just make him wear contacts <laughs> honestly i have i i say that i haven't found any but i did find one on shutterstock that i really like i feel like the key of finding of finding those are finding the photographers on shutterstock and finding really i've never tried it that way yeah no no no. so like it, i don't like type in photographers but yeah. what i'll do is is like even if i if okay if i see a guy and the picture itself is very like vibe like i'm like oh okay I like this vibe we have here, even though you're not fitting what my character description, I'll click on the Shutterstock image and look at the photographer's portfolio. Cause if I like one photo by him, I'm usually keen to like all of them. Um, yeah. and that's how I find like most of my fucking Shutterstock images is doing that. And it works. Ah, oh, nice. I usually do like the same model. That way I look yeah, at his yeah, whole collection. Too. Maybe he's not in a pose I want or, you know. Yeah, and sometimes in the angles, it's like, oh my God, this one angle. Look, now you gave Brady a new idea. She's going to go look for the photographer that took that picture. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> see That's a good idea. More. Do it, it'll work. But Watch no, me not be able to find that picture again. <laughs> it's like, it's like literally like if you could just turn your face just like this much, you know, like you just want to be able to be like, God, if you could just shift your body to the left a little bit, this would be perfect. As I said, if you could just wear glasses on this shot. <laughs> We would be in, we'd be in good shape, but it just. I'm telling you, that's what happened with Cat when we were looking for um, found it on Temptations cover. Yep. Like we had a hard time, and the one that she wanted was like eight hundred dollars, and she was not spending that, obviously. Um. So we had to keep looking, and she finally found one that we fell in love with, and she used him, and now she's like, now I gotta find book three. Like, how do I find him? $800 is actually low-key kind of a steal. Because, like, some people, it's, like, fucking 25 That's a lot. $25. I mean, if she couldn't have found anybody else, she probably would have spent it because she would have made her money back for it. Yeah. Since Fog did so well with the first book in the series. And she probably would have done it, but she got really lucky with finding the one that she found. He's in, like, Brazil or something like that, and he is gorgeous. No, but 10 out of 10, do the more from this artist. It'll work. It'll work. <laughs> I promise. All right. So we're going to shift gears and move to writing questions. So uh, are you a plotter, a pantser, or like somewhere in between? I would say I'm somewhere in between. Okay. So I started off with pantsing it. <laughs> I kind of just. Winging that shit. Yeah, I'm winging it. The first, the first chapter usually kind of comes to me and then I just wing that for a few chapters. But then it gets to a certain point where it's like, I don't know if I can keep this up. I'm getting confused. Yeah. And so that's when I start plotting. Listen, I, I, I can never, I could never, I could never ha- be like that loosey goosey with my, with writing. I can never just be like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and just let it go. <laughs> I could fucking never. <laughs> I wish I could. I really do. But I, it's just never, it's never going to happen for me ever. I think I'm I'm way too much of a control freak and I didn't realize that I was until I started this career but apparently yeah I am oh she is apparently yeah. but it's fine it's all right we're we're working on it <laughs> I feel like each way is a blessing and a curse yeah you know you love the freedom of not having it but then sometimes like I wish that I had written down certain traits or features of each of my characters so I remembered because sometimes I'll get their eye color switched up and then I have to go back and go wait is that what how I did it <laughs> I should have written I'm that down little, I'm gonna give you a little tip here 
I tell you, this is the best thing that has ever. Oh, okay. she's getting ready to try to sell you on Scrivener. No, yes, two things actually. So, what do you write on? Like, what is your? I write on my. I am a PC girl. So no, like, you write on like your. Oh, word. Word. Yeah, oh, word. That. Trash. <laughs> I've heard of Scrivener. No, no, no. Let me sell it to you real quick. Scrivener is seriously for plotting. Is it Mac only? For no, no, no. PC Mac okay. doesn't matter. Uh, it's a one-time fee. You buy it one time, and it's like relatively cheap. I think it's like forty-nine dollars. Forty-nine bucks, oh. one-time fee. Only buy it one time, and you get all the updates every single time. It updates, doesn't charge you anything like that. But basically, it is the best for plotters and pantsers and planters because it allows you to customize everything that you want. And instead of doing like okay, like having one document open for character outline and another document open for your outline in general and and, uh, another document open for teasers or another document open for your manuscript, you can compile all of it into one thing. And so you have like little tabs that you can click on for your outline, for your teasers, for your manuscript, everything. I literally have compiled an entire series into one document. And it is wow. the most amazing thing. And you can, and you can go in there and like, when you finish writing, you can go in and like select your view and you can edit it and it'll turn your uh, words red. So you can see like what edit you're on. Yeah. Oh, that it sounds cool. The best. It's, it's the got like character thing. profiles and everything. Oh on yeah. There. Well, that's because I'm OCD, but, <laughs> and then on top of it, another thing that I think would help in not like forgetting like traits or anything like that. And like, Cause you know, you get, you're writing it and like, they go, you go oh with the, God, here goes the like, character okay. interview. He has green eyes and you just forget it. Do character interviews and you don't have to necessarily do them as detailed as mine is, but a hundred and some questions. <laughs> I find that it, I find that if you open up a document and you do uh, have like character questions, um, and you do doggy, like basically you're the interviewer and you're asking your characters these questions. And when you document all this, you just leave it in that document. So you can pull it up and be like, okay, so he has black hair. He has, you know, blue eyes. He acts like this. He says this word that he was born here and it, and it helps. And it plus yeah. it helps you know your characters a little bit more. And I like to do it cause I'm crazy, but <laughs> I've got 140 some questions. 42. 42 under 42 so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> she answers every single one of them too yes that's yes. awesome though <laughs> yes and I get complimented for my character driven novels all the time Stevie so no I it's a good thing anyways do you have any interesting writing perks like when you sit down to write do you have to like eat Twizzlers or like wear a certain pair of socks or something so my thing started when I, um, it's not really like quirky and weird. I don't know. I could probably be a little bit more weird. Um, but I started when I was writing paper hearts mm-hmm. and this kind of goes with what you're saying. Like on Scrivener, you can have the outline typed up. I don't type up my outlines. Um, I have like a, <laughs> I have a friends or golden girls notebook. I know that's okay. kind of silly, cool. but like, <laughs> maybe that's my little quirky, weird thing. I don't know. Um, they're like my two, one of some of my two favorite shows. And so I have to have a Sharpie pen and it's the only pen that I feel like is organized in my writing. Like if I use another kind of pen to try to outline it's sloppy and I don't know what I'm writing, but Sharpie pen for some reason. (laughs) So are you like a ballpoint type gal or like the sharp end? It's like, it's like the fine point. I mean, I could probably get one for you. Here, it's right here. here. 
to be like is it this one that i never use so it's like this fine point oh <gasps> i have the same pen i have the <laughs> same pen and i don't know where it is right now but i have the same one i will literally hallucinate if i cannot find it because it's my favorite pen in the whole world yeah so yeah. i have to have like oh this golden girl's notebook and i love that and it has like a quote on it you know she says like go to sleep sweetheart pray for brains and i i don't know it just helps me like i just feel more organized and clean that way so once i start getting confused on my book that's when i'm like i pull out the sharpie pen i pull out the golden girls book or the friends book and I just, I, my handwriting is even a little different. I write in all caps for some reason, this pen just, I, I call it like my miracle pen. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. My so maybe I am a little weird. I don't know. <laughs> I gave up on trying to outline like writing because my handwriting is chicken scratch. It's so bad. She would so, rather have me handwrite for her. My different yeah. pen. <laughs> I may not use that pen. I love that pen. It's one of my favorite pens, but I have well, you can't see it right now, but I have a lot of sticky notes like over here in the corner and half the time I don't even know what they say because I'll write them at like two in the morning when I'm delusionally tired and then I'll wake up and I'll look at it and be like, what in the fuck was I want to tell myself? This is so stupid. So yeah, but then I keep it just in case I'm like, oh, I remember what that was now. But yeah, I'm the worst for that. The worst. Yeah. Um. So like, what do you like to do when you're not writing? Um. I sometimes I go to bingo. You <laughs> love bingo. I'm so here for it. Why don't we live in the same city? But this is like big bingo. <laughs> That's the fun stuff. We have a we have two casinos nearby and yeah. they're both like 20 minutes away. And so it's I mean, there's like room for like a thousand people in there. Holy it's like major shit. bingo i don't oh, go on the major nights because that's a lot of money but i like to go and you know on a regular night and i do that and then just with, i'm with my kids most of the time so i have some young ones um, oh, i have a seven-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old so the one-and-a-half-year-old's with me all day <laughs> oh my so. goodness yeah yes. Love them. Not so for bingo's me. your mom time it's fine like we're yeah that's like <laughs> i know i've never been one to like and I'm also a little bit older now, so I don't, you know. <laughs> Everybody needs me time. It doesn't matter what it is that you're doing. Personally, I can say that I've never played bingo outside of like a school setting. Um, I've never been like, because I grew up in a really small town. We don't have a casino that has a thousand yeah i've played at the world like the firehouses they do them i've played at those before too i love purse bingo never had that happen before our firehouse would not even know when start like where to start at a bingo place (laughs) we have that we have bingo world here you live in baltimore you live in a big i have two casinos right near me horseshoe and and the uh arundel bells one you live in a big ass maryland live city okay i did not we the had cool a dollar is- general and five subways <laughs> the cool thing is is like i've kind of turned it into a thing like my sister-in-law she lives in texas and she comes up to visit yeah and so that's like our thing that we do together because i cannot bring my husband he all <laughs> the numbers too fast for me he's like there's too much there's too much going on i don't have the time to like <laughs> i love it See, the yeah. place here has like the computer so you can get the computer too and still do your oh, cards. Yeah. And I'm like, 
to go play bingo. Oh my God, I have so much fun. We should and all go like sometime. Bucks. Yes, <laughs> when I come visit Connecticut, because listen, I literally am in Connecticut. Like, well, relatively the first, this is the first year that I've went and seen her because of COVID and everything like that. But I'm gonna say right now, this next coming year, I'm gonna be in COVID. Like, I'm gonna be in Connecticut like 80% of my life. <laughs> and then we're gonna be in we're gonna be in um we're uh salem yes nice. we're going to massachusetts we're getting with you with it in 2023 um yeah for the book signing thinking about but you know whatever anyways um so what is the weirdest thing that you've ever had to google for a book this is my favorite question for all <sighs> i had one that i googled for my newest book but i feel like it it would ruin Oh no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, um, I mean, we've had some really weird answers. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think of like the ones that um the hard one of the hardest ones was there is in my second the second book in my romantic suspense series. Yeah. He's a chef at this fancy restaurant. And I've worked at a bunch of restaurants before. Um, before I started writing, but this was like high upscale. And so I, I Googled like, what's a fancy fish to eat? How it was like, like Chilean sea bass or something. Oh, that, was, that was my second option. <laughs> yeah. like, like Gordon Ramsay in that bitch. Yeah. We've had so. people on here say butt stuff and they use their incognito mode. <laughs> We've had people Google weird shit about murders. And they included flushing people down toilets <laughs> sure did i don't even care i don't even use incognito mode anymore my fbi agent knows what i'm doing so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i watch i watch a lot of investigation shows and oh, like yeah. they always we I went mean, on the computer and we found the search history go, they don't go through like okay so i watch i am criminal minds is like my safety comfort show you know i just put it on go to sleep to it put it on oh, that's outlander to me <laughs> i literally love criminal minds um and i also watch like law and order svu csi miami like i'm very much into dexter i'm very much into like that but they never go in enough detail for me to like use this as viable information you know so it's like it's like you got to go in deeper it's like it's like I- what exactly are you looking for on my computer looking for some very sketchy things i'm telling you the best answer we ever had for that one was rachel uh when they and what's her face when they were like can you use butter as lube oh rachel lee and sarah kate (laughs) when they were talking about floor using butter as lube i was like yeah you can't get your girl a yeast infection but they were asking because they were it's like a reverse harem and they were having sex on a kitchen table like a really hard like granite kitchen table and they were trying to think of like something near them on the kitchen table they could oh my gosh and they're like oh well butter dish don't do that <laughs> uh just have one of them get up and go grab lube like, like you have it in the kitchen drawer or something well there's multiples there's four of them literally have one of them you're not gonna miss one of them to go grab some lube while the well other now they're writing five i'm here for it i'm but like how many people are we gonna add to this the best answer it was so funny i've never laughed so hard in my life all right Stevie, their answer is way better than mine <laughs> listen i feel like their their answer is better than anybody's answer including mine included like that is the best answer ever <laughs> and it was an answer we were least expecting we were oh, not expecting it came out of fucking nowhere i was like what not I, no 
was not expecting it. All right, Stevie, take it away with reading questions. Okay, so what book has your favorite cover? Now, this can be one of yours or somebody else's. That is a loaded question. It always is. We like to ask them. <laughs> Nobody else is going to ask you the hardest. No one else is going to ask them. Gosh. I mean, I'd have to say my newest book, The Rules of Heartbreak, is my favorite one so far, just because I've been wanting to do a cover with like such bright contrasting colors like that one is like with the magenta and then like the teal it's super um cool. it's hard for me to pick another's book <laughs> there's so many good ones um I mean I love all of Colleen Hoover's covers I think have that, you seen the one for November 9th and for all your perfects the one she's getting ready, ready, ready. yeah I honestly I love the original ones so. I love the I have the original all your perfects but I am so here for this new one with the purple. I need it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I'm going to, I already know she's signing in Vegas. We'll make it up in Vegas next year. And I'm like, I'm going to need to like pick 30 Colleen Hoover books. This yeah. girl catfishes me with them covers. She catfishes you with those covers. Okay. She catfishes you with those covers. She MJ just read her first Colleen catfish. Hoover book. Oh, you did. Yeah, you pick up me for it. Else and you're like, this is going to be sweet and happy and cute. Wrong. No, it's going to rip your heart out and stomp gonna, on it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> she, 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 oh, that was your fish. first one? It is the biggest catfish cover ever. Look at it. I mean, kudos to her, right? No, she some, that. some innocent woman is going to be looking at Barnes and Noble and be like, oh, this looks like such a nice little book. Fucked in the head. Fucked. <laughs> Wait until you read Verity. And it's like, oh. listen, I want everybody to know that as I speak so aggressively about it, I loved the book. Like, <laughs> nobody get it wrong. I <laughs> loved the book. I'm just pissed off that I was. We literally <laughs> recommended this book. We told her nothing about it. We just said, this is the book you have to read. Me and Kat were like, we convinced her to do it. She did it. She took a video, a time-lapse video of her reading. I was, I, I had to take a minute afterwards. I think the reason I was so pissed off is because I am really good at like usually guessing what happens right I'm very much that person in the movie theater at the scary with the scary movie that's like he did it yeah yeah (laughs) not with this book like (laughs) no all of her books are like that so be prepared I was like this Um, oh has got me fucked up because I was I'm telling you wait until you read Verity because I started reading it and I was like okay I I think I know what's gonna go down I think I I was like and then the casserole dish oh no like what I was like, I don't understand. This was not the what I was expecting, Colleen. Yeah, so, I met her a few years ago. I went to her bookstore because um, my family's from the Dallas area. So yeah. she lives not far out of, or the bookstore is not far out of there. And she met up with me and I met her and she's the sweetest person. Very, very reserved, but um, So I can tell you a fun story about how sweet she is. So one of the authors I work for, which is Kat Singleton, and we talk about this on the podcast all the time because she's actually been on. But Kat's husband, when he proposed to her, he actually emailed Colleen and had her send him a video for his proposal. Oh, that's so cool. So she was involved in the proposal. She, she lo- she's obsessed yeah. with Colleen, so it was not a surprise. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Fletcher's <laughs> wanted to do that with Stephen King, but we still haven't heard back, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> you guys have been married for like two years. <laughs> yeah, it's not our bag, but it's all right. Is okay. he romantic? No, but if, you know, I would have taken like him like telling you like a spooky story by the fire of like, you know, <laughs> just, you know, like marry him or die. You know, like I'd have been like, oh, okay. Well, turn okay. the proposal into a story, a scary yeah, story. I'd been like, that would be cool. Yeah, but we haven't heard back. So whatever. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So um, what attracts you to a book? The cover, the blurb, the recommendation, or the title? Um, mostly the blurb and the cover, I would say. The cover um, will usually tell me if it's like in the realm of what I enjoy reading. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been recently that we've had, like, this is our second blurb answer. Yeah, we're getting more blurbs again. Yeah. Blurbs <laughs> are usually, like, the, the out of the norm, apparent. Like, I didn't know that. I I thought I feel like a lot of people answer blurb right away. Oh, they do not. Not they on our not. show. It's <laughs> always cover. It's cover, <laughs> recommendation for others. And then title, and then and title, blurb. And then blurb. Huh. Yeah. It's like you don't know nothing about the damn book though. Like you could be picking up uh, like Colleen Hoover, for example. <laughs> I mean shit. You don't know like my ultimate goal when I find a book to read on Amazon is I read all the bad reviews. Mm-hmm. And then I I download the book and read it and I end up loving it. That's awesome. Because <laughs> I, I feel like some I hate to call out some of the bloggers. I'm not attacking you all. Some bloggers just don't know how to write a good review. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Another cover that fucked me, that fucked me was two covers actually. So Kate Stewart's, uh, the Raven hood trilogy, those covers, you have no idea what you're getting into when you get into those. And then <laughs> <laughs> fucking Penelope Douglas credence. That, that cover came out. It's like, what in the fuck? Nobody expected that. Shit. Nobody expects anything when that you open that book, which is great. I love, I love when I get to open up a book and I'm like, look at the book and it's like was this covered wrong like, <laughs> what am i reading but i like really it supposed to happen it's like i like it do i like it i think i like this i think i like it so yeah i like i like being surprised by a cover in a book yeah so who are some of your favorite authors to read this is your chance to shout out your friends <laughs> <laughs> um well to start a little bit bigger like Brittany cherry um, mostly these are authors who like made me want to be an author. Yeah. So Brittany Cherry, Colleen Hoover, along those lines. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love reading um, Ashley Munoz. I know. Um, yeah, she was on, we, we co-wrote a book together, but I love reading her books. Our writings, our styles are so different. Yeah. Yet, um, I just enjoy reading her books um oh god there's so many <laughs> literally yeah so hard for me to narrow down list she's yeah. so much fun to hang out with too oh winter renshaw i love reading hers oh i love winter i renshaw. love her <laughs> books what every single it? one i pick up i haven't read all of them there's so many but every time i pick up one of her books i'm just like draw i don't know she sucks what? me in she has that series what is it freaking called? i just started reading pricked hold up I gotta google I gotta good reads it because it's like it, it I'm gonna make you take it to the top of your list of winter Renshaw books to read because okay. it's phenomenal I read the worst best man no was that the one 
This is the. So I like her. I, I had to double like, check it, but it's Royal Rixton, the Rixton Fall series. Yeah, those are good too. Rixton Fall. I love that, that series. No, the ones that you, the one that you need to fucking. It is the Rixton Fall series. Yes. Because <laughs> look at him. Oh, he's take take oh, that to the top of your winter winchall. Okay. List, the Rixton Fall series. It's so good. And then when you get to Filthy, oh my god. <laughs> I love her books. They're so good. Yeah, they are. There's something about her. I don't know her, the, the words she uses. I don't know. She draws me in. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm think obsessed it, with this cover. And the cover. Yeah. Her covers oh, are like just. That. They're all fucking like that. Yeah. <gasps> I, just I love, love the cover she for ended Pricked. Up love is not a fairy tale. Pricked is amazing. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I would lick every inch of this man's body. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so do you prefer e-reader or physical copies? Ooh, I I love e-readers, but at the same time, I love physical copies. There's nothing like a physical copy. I recently went to Books a Million and I picked up A Court of Thorn and Roses, which is a little, I've never, I'm, I haven't read too much fantasy romance. <laughs> so I, I am loving it and I'm so glad I got it in paperback. Like there's Uh-oh. just some books- have you just started it? Like you're just on a quarter? Uh, I'd say about I'm a quarter of the way through. But you're on the first book? Yeah, I'm on the first oh. book. <laughs> I, I know. I wish I had gotten further. We could... No, 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 no. Just no. message me when you get to like, message me when you get halfway through book two. <laughs> okay. uh, and then like, I want you to tell me how much your perspective shifts. I just want to be honest with you. Don't trust Sarah J. Mass at all. At all. Okay. None zero zilch okay because yeah. that woman will have you in love with the wrong people <laughs> oh no oh yeah it's okay are you on you are you on tiktok yeah have you seen where people have like recommended a court and thorns of roses and they have their friends reading it and they're like reading and they're like oh my god like i love so and so and they're like oh god uh, oh no you- now i'm gonna like speed read this thing because <laughs> oh, just you wait pal just you wait it's really really good though it is yeah um after you finish it um which it'd probably take you fucking forever because there's like 80 books in it but she has a throne of glass series her tog series i think is so i think it would have been better suited for television it's more i like it more than a court of throne roses because i think it's less romance driven and more like plot heavy and i love books like that and plus rowan whitethorn is the love of my fucking life yeah <laughs> and he's in, and he is in my reverse harem so yeah definitely gotta put it yeah it's really good so i think you nice. will love it. you're I'll just gonna be like shocked. <laughs> i can't wait i love when people start reading it because i'm like oh god <laughs> She's gonna take a i know it's so hard for me to find the time like i try to fit reading in so much mm-hmm. but with writing you know like it's a constant battle with yourself <laughs> You have to get her to read your book. Mine? Yes. Oh, I was like, for a second, I was like, what are you talking about? I don't write. Um, Because we were talking about Sarah J. Mass. You just threw me off guard. Which one? The Lies We Steal. Oh, yeah. That one is really good. It's dark romance. It's like dark suspense. I'll read it. Yeah. Show off the cover because I'm obsessed with that cover. It's my favorite cover. Nice. Thank you. I love it. I love that one. Yeah. Discreet cover. Um, 
Anyway, so we're going to shift to trope questions, which is our favorite section of the Ooh, podcast. I'm excited. Yeah. Even though it is sadly the last portion, but we like these questions. Um, so what is your favorite trope to write and why? You can be as specific or as non-specific as you'd like. Um, I love to write the enemies to lovers. Um, I didn't realize that it was something that I really enjoyed doing. Like I said, like when I wrote see-through, I didn't intentionally set out to write them butting heads so much and him such a jerk to her <laughs> in the first, you know half of the book yeah. but um I just I enjoy that back and forth so much I feel like once you write enemies to lovers for the first time it's like how do you ever go back to writing characters that like each other <laughs> I feel like it's kind of wrong like the guy needs to be I don't know <laughs> like, what is this insta love what is this what is this yeah. Ew, they liked each other? Gross. So, <laughs> um, I don't think I'll ever be able to, well, I don't know. I'm going to have to learn how to do it because I have books coming up that are not enemies to lovers, but like, oh, it's just going to be so difficult because yeah. I love it so much. I will say the second chance was fun. Um, my, the, my upcoming release, The Rules of Heartbreak is not a second chance. Mm-hmm. And that was a little bit more um, interesting. It's a next door neighbor, enemies to lovers. But, um, which that was a fun aspect to take on, (laughs) (laughs) but like, I loved the second chance. Like I said, like I enjoyed going back to Charlie and Asher when they were younger, like it was fun and that they had that as adults, they had that as ammunition against each other. I don't know. You don't have that with a fresh couple. I think that, so I used to love second chance because I love the angst that comes with it because they know so much about each other. Like they know the the insides and outs of, you know, the other person. And I think knowing those things about each other is like their way of like how that couple was different from every other couple in the world or whatever. And I used to love second chances, but now I love second chance enemies to love her so much more. Like when they're friends, they fuck something up and then they really hate each other. And then they go to like lovers because I'm currently writing one like that. And it's like, like you said, they use it instead of like in a loving way, they use yeah. it as ammunition. It's like, remember that time in third grade? <laughs> like, third grade. Yeah, you hold that against me? Yeah, remember that time you peed the bed when you were seven? You know, like I, like obviously it's like varying degrees, but I love, I love that. And it's, yeah. it makes for the best banter. Yeah. For so sure. what what is one trope you would eventually like to write and why? Oh, eventually like to write. Um, well, <laughs> I'm kind of like thinking about this already. I would love to write like a fake relationship. Okay. Oh, I love, I love <sighs> me a fake relationship. Or a fake marriage, arranged marriage, something like that. Like marriage of convenience. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy. I like um, marriage in Vegas too is another one that I absolutely love. I, yeah I don't know it's not like a huge trope for me like it's usually a secondary trope for me like I don't I, like I said like Stevie I don't go like looking for it like I don't go like oh, yeah, I do. all of the fake relationship romances like if it's a trope that is involved in the book it's not like I'll be like ew but it's not like something that I go seeking for it's like know. I go seeking the seeker babies god I fucking can't I can't <laughs> with you with the seeker <laughs> Um, so what is one trope you'll never write and why? Um, so I have not like, obviously these books are great, yeah. but personally me, I don't think I would no, ever write reverse harem. I fucking knew it, dude. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I, I, our theory I, that's why I prefaced it with, 
I can literally always tell. I can. We from- have a theory. This podcast is known because, like, has become a theory when we ask this question because what? either it's either the authors don't will never write a reverse harem, but they'll write a surprise baby, or yeah. or vice versa, write reverse harem and never write a secret baby. Um, but I can usually tell if somebody is not is going to answer that question as reverse harem by the third writing question. I know by the third writing question. If you're going to tell me that reverse harem is a trope, you'll never write. I don't know. I just do. I just very, I can very much so pick on the vibe of you very much are the type of person who it's like, I can't share. I don't like it when they share. Yeah. It's that. Well, it's, and I, and I pinpoint it to this one thing. And I think it's, so there was this book I read and I won't say it was a great book, but I don't want to like call that book out um, because it was great. But I got like halfway through it and I didn't, and it was paperback. I bought it at a store. I didn't like read a bunch of reviews online or anything like that. I bought it. I started, I was really into it. And then all of a sudden the like that scene came up with them sharing. And I was disappointed because I wasn't, I didn't know that yeah. that's what I was getting into. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you yeah. said, like sometimes like the, you're not actively seeking it out. So I wasn't actively seeking out reverse harem. And then I started reading it and I was like, oh, why? (laughs) There are two types of people in the world. There are the ones that go, oh, why? And there are the ones that are like, yeah, girl. this guy. And now she's sharing him with this other guy. There's just too many body parts and holes for me for reverse harem. And I'm just like, I don't know where people belong or what they're doing or what holes being used. I'm just done. You got multiple holes for a reason. That's all I gotta say. And now, yeah, but then there's too many people tied with it, though. That that's there's now this experience tied with that, though. So now, like when I think of writing, like I don't know, I just don't think I would ever write one. No, Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, I totally, I I absolutely, I totally understand. However, I will say that um, I feel like a lot of people uh, think that reverse harem is just like a like a smut thing, right? And don't yeah. There are definite books where it's just straight smut, okay? Like but, the Vipers. Like the Vipers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 400 pages of somebody smut smut. <laughs> but I will say that there are so many really good reverse harems that have made me really love the genre, the trope in general, because the way people lay it out, it very much so is like this, like the girl normally has like multiple pieces of herself and each of these guys like aid her in some type of way emotionally like they give her different pieces of herself that she hasn't like had and I'm like oh my god me and my eight personalities are loving this <laughs> like, yeah. like I love all of I feel this. like it's like brother husbands and I'm just not okay <laughs> I am I am and then I get pissed off when I'm reading love triangles it's like girl just choose both uh, Damn, love triangles I love. Now, I love me a good love triangle. I love a reverse harem. I don't even care. I don't care. I love it. You got multiple holes for a reason. That's awesome. And I think I very much, I mean, obviously, I'm in a monogamous marriage. Let me just clarify by saying that uh, me and my husband are not in an open marriage. Um, However, however, I very much am the person that is, like, open to, uh, like, people who are in, like, polyamorous relationships. And I totally understand why people do it. I have eight personalities. I would love to have a different boyfriend for each of those. (laughs) Instead of my poor husband having to deal with all of eight of them them. at the same time, (laughs) he needs a break. (laughs) All right. So uh, if you, wait, oh my God, wait, is that your question or mine? Yes, that is my question. question. Go, go, go. Sorry, sorry, my bad. 
So if you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? Ooh. I'm gonna go reverse harem. I don't know if I could handle all the reverse harem. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Can you I wouldn't mind being in one. No. Um, uh, I don't know if I could handle all the angst like of the books that I write. So yeah. maybe go low key and like romantic comedy would be fun. Um, or a friends to lovers. Say right now. What about like those those vacation, like summer vacation, like you get stuck together? Yeah, on, like, pro- close proximity. Like, yeah, a- close proximity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine's definitely reverse harem. I definitely want that for my life. That's one hundred percent. I am going the billionaire route because um, Ooh, money can buy good. happiness, <laughs> and it can buy me a hell of a lot of books. Um, that's I'm going to go reverse harem because if I want a billionaire in that reverse harem, then I have one. <laughs> well, billionaire, you got it all. You got like the true love because that comes with, you know, romance. Right, but then he could also be a baseball player. He could also be a pop star, a rock star, whatever I want him to be. So. The thing is, I don't need him to be one thing. I've got five. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, got a reverse harem pegged down to five characters from yeah. five different books. So <laughs> I have a variety of the spice of life. Um, and I will die by that. <laughs> <laughs> that is the trope that I want for my life. And not to mention that not only do I have five different guys with five different personalities, I could have a different trope for each one of them boys. Billionaire, enemy celebrities, friend celebrities, second one of them could be a second chance. The other one is best friend. The other one has <laughs> fucking wings. So I have them all taken care of. Um Secret baby? <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Tubes, if I ever get in a reverse hair, my tubes are zipped up. No, no, no. Zoop. No children for moi. Um, <laughs> however, oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. The, that is the last question that we have for you tonight. However, that was super, this has been super fun and you have been so amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and talking. It has been fun. Thank you. Um, oh shit, I forgot. This, oh, by the way, before you leave, we like yeah. to let our authors have a few minutes to talk about themselves. If you have a book coming out soon or a sale or anything important, this is your time to talk about that and let our listeners know where they can find you. All right. Well, I have my enemies to lovers next door neighbor romance. It's the first book in the heartbreak series and it releases um, December 2nd on Amazon. It'll be in Kindle Unlimited on release day, but it is available for pre-order at a special price. After release, the price will go up. Um, and the other two books will be coming out in 2022. I'm hoping the second book will be in the spring. I don't wanna leave it hanging too long. Not that this <laughs> cliffhanger. <laughs> but you can find all of my books on kindle unlimited all right and well, Amazon. oh sorry sorry my bad i thought you were done but oh, no, so, yeah thank you so much again for joining us and coming on and talking to us and uh, we hope to chat with you again soon thank you for having me this was so much fun <laughs>